on to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Hey, good afternoon. It's Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters. And today I have a first-time guest for myself here. He is the head coach for the men's and women's soccer teams over at Keanu College. He's also the game day coordinator, man of many things. Please welcome Niels Slotboom. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and hopping on the show here. Uh, how I always like to get people that I just usually uh, get to know right off the start is, wh- were you born and raised in Fort McMurray? Have you been here your whole life? Or where, where are you from? Uh, so haven't been here too long. Uh, moved here just a little over a year ago. Um, was living in Calgary before that, but I'm originally from the Netherlands. So born and raised there in 2006 when I was almost 18. We uh, we immigrated as a family and uh, lived in Lethbridge for quite a few years, but the last uh, six, six years and a bit was in Calgary. And from there uh, came to Fort McMurray. Very cool. So did you go to school? Did you play soccer when you got here or when you were younger growing up in the Netherlands? Well, has it always been a part of your life? Yeah, I think growing up in the Netherlands is, is a bit like a religion. Everybody does it, um, especially boys, but the girls are, are really picking up too, which is really good to see. Uh, but yeah, it, it's like a religion. So you grow up with it. Everybody knows it. Uh, you know, Everybody knows the clubs, the players, the rules. Um, so that comes naturally, obviously. But uh, yeah, I played my whole life pretty much from when... You know, I think four years on, um, you know, we started playing organized, uh, played for a few different clubs, um, you know, played at a pretty good level, uh, never quite made the, the, the big step, but you know, that, that kind of is what it is. It's not for everybody mm-hmm. and uh, got into coaching pretty early, something that's always interested me and, and you know, moving to Canada. Um, I played here, I played the college level for four years uh, with both with Lakeland and uh, Olds College. And so I've been around this league for quite a long time and, and I've played in the major leagues in, in Alberta as well. Um, and now obviously it's uh, injuries are catching up, age is catching up. And so now it's uh, pretty much coaching full time. What a fun ride. That's uh, that's so cool to just kind of mm-hmm. learn about the, the wave and how you got to where you are. What made you want to become a coach? Was it just like it was just like you said, religion from growing up? And it's like, you know what? Uh, soccer, football, whatever is what you want to do. Well, I think if, if for many people out there, if you can make a living out of your hobby, I think that is probably everybody's ideal scenario. So it's no different for me. Uh, you know, it's a passion for the sport. And, you know, I'm, I'm at a point where it does not feel like I'm working at any day, uh, which to me is ideal. Um, you know, so it's just being able to be in the sport full time. Um, obviously, didn't work out as a, as a pro player um, or as a player to make money in general. But, uh, you know, as a coach, I'm, I'm at that level now and I've been able to do it for, for a few years here. And, uh, you know, it's what I love doing, so I can't really ask for anything more. Very cool. And since you do uh, so many things within Keanu College and especially the sports department here, game day coordinator, and is that for just the, the soccer teams that you manage or is that for like all the sports? It's for every sport that Huskies Athletics has. And then so is that just kind of, what does it all entail? So it's it's a bit of a, a team. Um, so so Robert Murray's involved in it as well. And so the way that we kind of split it up is uh, I run everything between the sidelines. So oversee the game days, uh, making sure that everything is run properly and run smooth. Um, you know, we obviously have game day staff that, that's there that does statistics, timekeeping, um, odds and ends, running around, 
Uh, it's really just making sure that the teams can can focus on playing, uh, us putting a put product, uh, a good product together for for the you know people to enjoy it, not just the athletes, but also the people that spectate it. Um, so that's really what it comes down to, just making sure it runs smooth and and you know we put a good product out there. And then you're also head coach for both the squads as well, the men's and the women's. I'm sure that's a huge task to take on, just with mm-hmm. like personnel and systems and everything that involves putting together a game plan. Uh, let's. I want to just focus on on one and we'll ask a bunch of questions and then we'll focus on the other and ask sure. kind of similar questions here. So we'll go uh, woman's side first. Uh, I just moved here not too long ago, just like yourself. And mm-hmm. so I just read last year that uh, a historic playoff run, first win on home turf. How mm-hmm. would you say last year went with the squad, your first year with the team? Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, you know, very, you know, team adjusted really quickly. Um, you know, in, in our sport, um, obviously it's been a whirlwind for everybody with COVID, but um, in our sport, there's always typically uh, quite a bit of turnover from year to year. The, you know, the teams change uh, sometimes very dramatically from year to year. And so it, it kind of makes, you know, it, it makes for a different athlete. People are used to change. And so coming out of COVID, uh, me coming in as a brand new coach, uh, significantly different approach than, than coaches prior. Um, and, and so the girls took to it really well. It was really exciting to see. We found success immediately. We kind of hit the ground running and, and didn't look back from there. And so during the soccer season, you know, the, the results kind of speak for themselves. We set records in everything from, from wins to any statistical analysis pretty much that you can do. Um, you know, we, we topped it in that year in, in the, you know, in comparison to the, to the history of the whole program. And then, uh, yeah, being able to, you know, host a, a playoff game for the first time and then winning it as well and, and in, you know, pretty dominant fashion as well. It was nice. It was, you know, at night under the lights at Shell Place. <laughs> Um, it was it was quite the setting, you know. So so being able to do that in in the first year was was exciting, and you know we're hope, obviously hoping to to drive up from there uh, this year. No kidding, just tons of success first year. Is there you kind of mentioned the attrition a little bit from year to year, uh, just with like the teams and stuff. Is there a lot of carryover from last year, or how did how do you notice from last year to this year? What does the squad look like? Yeah, I think mean, you know we we go from soccer. Uh, you know, soccer ends typically you know by November. Uh, uh, nationals are typically in the middle of November, and and so then your soccer season is done. You know, from there we uh, we roll into futsal, and so futsal is the indoor component, obviously, to our season, and it's a competitive season as well. It's a tournament style season with a championship as well, and so we we kind of roll from the soccer season into futsal. Um, all that momentum from the soccer season definitely came into futsal. Uh, made it all the way to the conference final. Un- unfortunately, we lost in a championship final, but uh, it was a great experience. It was a really good confidence boost for the girls to, to be able to beat some of the top programs historically in our league, like Nate, for an example. Um, so that that definitely carried over. And, and so from that futsal season, we have the large majority of the team is back. Uh, we had some some players that were key pieces that moved on. Um, you know, Selena, for an example, moved on to, uh, she transferred out to Montreal uh, oh. to go to Bishop. So she's at a youth sport program now. So that was exciting as well, though, of course, we'd love to have her here, but it's always exciting to to get players to push to that next level. And uh, so, yeah, we have a large majority of girls returning. We've got some, some nice players coming in as well as new rookies. So overall, the team's, you know, very similar, uh, a little bit different in the personnel that we have, but I don't think the overall level dropped at all. Am I slack? I, I might have been slacking in my research. Are you head coach of the futsal teams too? Yep. Yeah, it's all one wow. big thing. So technically speaking, four teams, but it's largely the exact same players across both sports. Are there some that only play one? 
Not or do really, you all, no. uh, most of them all transfer yeah. over to yeah. the... Yeah, oh. it's, it's, sometimes we have players that don't, uh, but it's more based on their academics. Mm. If their academics are done, for an example, after the first semester, then they don't carry on in the winter semester. But largely speaking, it's, it's pretty much everybody's in, in both teams. Wow. Oh, that's very fun. Okay. Good mm-hmm. to know. Good mm-hmm. to know. Uh, you went two and two in the preseason. What did you learn about your squad, your new squad this year in the preseason? Just a quick action there. Just like maybe different formations, how you mm-hmm. use players. Players. What did you learn about the preseason? Yeah, a lot about kind of the new makeup of the team. Um, you know, even though we have a large majority of returning players, there is those new components in it. And that always takes a little bit of time to sort it out. And, and we are playing a little bit different than what we were doing last year. So there's definitely a little bit of a learning curve to it. And uh, we tried out some different things when it comes to formation and tactics to really kind of find what we are going to run with the rest of the season. And, you know, we, we played against some pretty high-end uh, competition. You know, like we made a point out of competing against the sports schools because that's what we are aspiring to, you know, to be at that level so that we can dominate our own level. And so that's really what we're trying to push the programs to. And, and the girls did really well. We had two and two record. But, um, you know, there's a lot more in those games than just the results. So overall, very good preseason. Yeah, and I think that kind of started uh, with the regular season. That was last week. Very first game of the year was against Kings. Boom, clean sheet. Four nil. How did that feel? Yeah, it was a great start. You know, I don't think you can get very better starts than that. Um, you know, Kings is not a, an easy program to play against either. Uh, they've always given us a bit of a hard time. Um, you know, we did end up beating them in our first playoff game last year, so it was nice to kind of do that again now. Uh, but it was a great start, great effort of the girls all around. And uh, you know, once you score four goals, you're you're probably going to win the majority of your games. And keeping a clean sheet is just an added benefit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the very next day, so how I guess your schedule usually works? It's like mm-hmm. you go down, you play back to back, and then Concordia. Unfortunately, a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you notice in between the two games there? Well, I think it's a bit of a learning curve. You know, the the it, it's easy to play a game when you are fresh. So if you don't have another game in your legs, or or if you're in the beginning of your season, you know, if there's a mistake, you can make up for it because your legs are fresh. And so again for the new girls involved and and an adjustment for the girls that are returning playing a little bit differently you know there is a certain way that we need to play uh, in both games to be able to be successful in both games and not just throw everything out there for a single game and then not being able to follow it up the next day so overall it was it was not a bad performance it was just a, a great learning moment at a really nice time you know if we if we need that learning curve this is when we need it at the beginning of the season um, you know against a team that's very good anyway you know it's a team that's going to probably be towards the top of the league all the way through the season um, so it's it's a learning moment and as long as we make sure that it's exactly that then you know that that loss is what it is and we move on and we grow from there and then do you have any like kind of goals set out for the squad this year do you do you say like national championship or nothing or like or do you just kind of be like let's play one game at a time what's kind of your mindset when you go into well i think overall i mean we're all on the same page with with wanting to improve on last year right so we obviously want to return to the postseason and we want to make sure that we do more than just win a single game and and that's kind of our goal to to do better than last year obviously in soccer that is you know making sure that we um, get into playoffs and do well there in futsal obviously when you lose in the final the first year and you want to improve there's only one way there right so we want to win the futsal championships obviously that's a clear goal um, but you know that's how we look at it but you know we set short-term goals we do you know look at the season as a per game basis making sure that we check our boxes every single game and and I think if we do that on a game-by-game basis then we're there where we need to be at the end of the season mm-hmm. and I want to ask you a little bit about your coaching style mm-hmm. now you don't have to reveal all your secrets and game plan and all that mm-hmm. stuff but I'm very curious because you have 
uh, two, well, I guess four squads in total, mm-hmm. uh, two different games, but you have a woman's squad and a men's squad. Now, are you of the type of coach where you're just like, this is my formation and you're going to fit it? Or do you have, well, this is my skill set of players and I'm going to make a formation out of them mm-hmm. type of thing. Like, what kind of coaching style do you have? Yeah, I don't think that at our level, um, you know, the height of the level, but also recognizing that we're in Northern Alberta and, and there's going to be a little bit of a challenge with who wants to come here, right? I don't think you can be a coach here um, that just says, you know, this is how I play and this is how it's going to be. Um, you know, that's why we're playing differently than we did last season. And you really have to make sure that one, obviously you're recruiting for certain things, but you also have to make sure you get the best out of your players. And that sometimes means that you have have to kind of throw out the window what your initial plan was because once it all comes together it may just not work mm. um, so so I'd like to think I'm pretty good that way with getting the you know the best out of the players that I have and making the most out of the situation so yeah and I mean add to that that there's a men's and a women's team that you know you can't be the same coach for both sides it just doesn't work players don't respond the same way uh, nor should they right They're, that's not the onus on the players I think that is something that as a coach you need to be able to adjust to um, so yeah I mean adjusting on the fly and and you know they are two separate programs uh, two completely different teams that respond differently to how you operate and and what you ask of them so it's a challenge but that's the exciting part for me no kidding I was gonna say mm-hmm. like the the challenges you probably face every week every day every week mm-hmm. it's just incredible with I'm very impressed with just like both squads managing both sides Neil Swapboom, he is the head coach for the Keanu Huskies soccer teams, futsal teams, game day coordinator. I'm Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters. We're just going to take our quick break and then we'll hop into some questions on the men's side of things with the soccer. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. My name is Sean Kreitz. I'm joined with the Keanu Huskies head coach for the men's and women's soccer team, also futsal. You can sprinkle in there as well. Game day coordinator, Neil Slotboom. We just covered a lot about who you are and the women's team. Let's shift over to the men's team here. Last year, first playoff berth since the championship season in 2017 before both of us was here. Uh, So again, that has to feel pretty great. First year coaching the team. How would you say it went? I mean, overall, I think the the last season for the men's side was a huge rebuild season. There wasn't much for players there. Um, You know, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, recruiting in place for that team where the women's game or the women's team was a little bit more set up to to be successful. So on the men's side, once I got hired, I had roughly two, two and a half months to try and put a team together. And so uh, we had lots of numbers and and lots of great players, but I wasn't, you know, we we didn't know what we're going to look like. We were coming out of COVID. You know, there's some players that played the year before COVID, so they had played in our league. There's others that only came in during COVID, so they'd never play in a game. So it was hard to judge. And and on the men's side, the level is very high. And so it's not simply of, you know, having two or three good players and you're competitive. So it takes some time. And so last season, that's really what it was, getting out of COVID, figuring out the team, the, the players for me to adjust to, to one another and to get the most out of players and really figure out what it is that we need. And so, um, you know, we had about half of the players were returning from last season and half of it are new players this year um, but you know we we seem to hit the ground running it's great chemistry the the teams are having fun the guys are enjoying each other um, you know so it's been it's been great so far a big turnaround from last year even though we we were in playoffs you know there was a lot more there but we were missing some key components which we addressed in the off season uh, so very excited to see where, where this season's going to go with them 
Yeah, no kidding, because uh, just judging by early results, obviously preseason, uh, much like you said on the women's side, there's more than just results. You're kind of figuring out what you have in the squad. And then, uh, like, what did you learn about your squad? Then every game was a victory, by the way, I think. Or uh, no, three, and, three yeah. and one. Yeah, three and one. Three and one. A lot of successful games right there. What did you learn about the team in preseason since you brought in a lot of new players? Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was really fun kind of seeing it unfold uh, because I think from the returning players, there is a little bit of that, that real burn that it had to be better. They wanted more out of it. So you could see them coming in in a different way than, than when we started last season. And uh, some of the new guys we brought in, there's definitely some characters, um, you know, on and off the field. And, and it just is gelling. And so every single game that we've played, uh, we kind of see that next step happening. And, you know, to be able to, to hang in with some of the top youth sport programs out there, um, all the way, you know, against Mount Royal, who has been, you know, amazing the last few years uh, you know being able to play against their squad and, and really just losing it in the last minute of the game because we got counted on and the guys retired um, you know that's pretty nice to see right and then the following game after that being able to go to Grant McEwen and, and playing a strong Grant McEwen team and you know it was 3 nothing at half and, and yes we made some substitutions and the pace of the game slowed down a little bit so we allowed them back in but it was dominant and so that obviously brings confidence and then you know, finishing off our preseason against a, a rival in our own division in Lakeland, my, obviously my old school, <laughs> so always feels good when we win there. Um, you know, that just kind of confirmed what we were looking for, right? That uh, we are where we need to be. And then obviously we rolled into the beginning uh, of the season here in opening weekend. And, you know, there's, uh, there's not a lot in there for, for the two teams that we played. Um, you know, there was a, it was a really nice game that we put together against Kings. Um, you know, very good in front of net, obviously, with four goals and, and then keeping a clean sheet there, but really limiting all their chances as well. It wasn't just, uh, you know, goalkeeper standing on their head. He, I think he had one shot um, to deal with, and it was a good one. It was a great save by Corbin, um, you know, but uh, it, was, it was a great overall game plan, very complete. Second game, um, very high level again as well, especially the first half, but not quite as, as clinical as we'd like to be in our finishing department. And so we allowed them to stick around a little bit, which made the second half interesting until later on. But uh, you know, we were able to put that one away and, and you know, making sure that we get the full points out of opening weekend. Yeah, 4 nothing, 2 nothing, 2 wins to start the year. What are the goals that you think you can accomplish with this men's side? Well, I mean, it's it's obviously, you know, we got to make sure that we maintain it. Uh, but I think if we do, obviously, playoffs is a given. That's, you know, that's never in question. That's something that we need to get to and, and be successful. Um, you know, that is goal number one. And, uh, you know, we'll see where we end up in the standings. It's, it's a big deal this year to be one or two. Uh, number one gets an automatic buy into the semifinals, which mm. is obviously a big oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, but the league has entered into a new playoff uh, structure now where uh, the top two teams make it through and then three and four play a single game elimination mm -hmm. in a midweek game before the championships. So if you're either third or fourth, I mean, if you're fourth, I suppose it's a good thing because you get a chance. But if you're in third, it's another game that you're playing two games before you're playing three games in a row at championships potentially. So there's a lot of pressure on the teams to try and get into that number one and two spot. And so that's really our goal to uh, to be there so that we get into the championship weekend in a in a you know good spot and not having to battle any more than we need to and then from there on obviously we're looking to win it I like the sounds of that uh, now I want to shift to the recruiting aspect of things so you got mm -hmm. two like two uh, sides on your hands here both the men's and women's um, for a team like you said Northern Alberta Fort McMurray mm -hmm. um, I see you cut like you, you, 
I don't know if this was the roster before, what it looked like last season, but I see whether it's across Canada, you got people locally here in Fort McMurray, mm -hmm. and then you got like South America, you got Europe, some people from Netherlands, nice little maybe hometown connection, I don't know, mm -hmm. uh, Sweden, UK, France, uh, What what is recruiting like to, to come up here? Yeah, it's definitely uh, different. Um, you know, like if you're in a big city, it comes a lot easier, especially with local players. You know, for, for us here, there's local players, but it's limited, you know, less population, uh, not the most popular sport, you know, so, so it's limited there. So then you're always automatically looking for people to have to relocate. And that's always a challenge, you know, especially on the girls' side. Um, there aren't very many parents that are crazy about their kid moving away, um, you know, and, and on top of that, you know, Northern Alberta, Rural, uh, Fort Mac with oil and gas, you know, there's a lot of people that have preconceived ideas about it. And uh, most of them are far from reality, mm -hmm. but you know, there's no real reason why those, those people are up here. So they're gonna go with whatever, you know, whatever they think they know. And so that definitely brings us challenges. Um, to me, you know, I enjoy challenges. I don't, I don't like things to be easy because I think that anybody can do it. Um, you know, so it's definitely something that is, requires more work, I think, than a, than a typical location if you were a, in an Edmonton or a Calgary or even a Red Deer or Lethbridge, uh, you know, the larger populations, you know, it's just easier um, because you have a larger base to recruit from right then and there. Uh, but to me, it's exciting. Um, you know, we, we travel quite a bit. Um, you know, I've been to Ontario. Uh, I've been to BC this year. Um, you know, it's fun kind of going out there and, and kind of educating people on what we have. A lot of people don't know what's out here. Um, you know, I came up here as, as a player a few times, but when you just visit, you're just there to, to mm -hmm. play your games, you don't really pay attention, but really spending some time up here, uh, this place has a lot going for it. There's a lot of things that we have that other people don't, obviously with the facilities, they're, they're world-class, uh, but even just the, the, the city and the environment itself, I think it's really something that you gotta have to have the conversations, show them the pictures, you know, paint the picture for them to, to change their mind and understand that it's a great possibility to come up here and, and there's lots of things going for it. Um, so that's really kind of the, the trick to get to that and that's gonna take some time. Um, I think prior to me being here, it wasn't really done at that level. Um, so I'm really trying to, to get out there and not just talk to players, but talk to clubs, make some of those connections. Because if, if coaches, parents are, are you know telling the story that I'm trying to tell to the kids, then that's gonna make my conversation with those kids in the future a lot easier. So if we're talking to a 15 year old's parent, uh, you know that kid right now is not really in our in our in our view, but he will be in a few years. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really kind of painting that picture of all the opportunities that are out here, and uh, it, it's definitely challenging, but it's fun. And uh, you know, obviously coming from Europe myself, I have quite a few connections there. So that's <laughs> where you see some of the the foreign influence into our squad, which is is awesome uh, to me. It's one of the greatest things because it's a big melting pot. I mean, this community in general is already in Fort McMurray. People are from everywhere. Almost no one is local. Yeah. Right? There's very few people here that are actually born and raised and have been here the whole time. Um, so I think our team is kind of just a, a, a small version of the community that we're in. There's people from everywhere. You know, every continent is almost represented. Um, you know, people that have been here, uh, but you know, might be a permanent resident or a citizen, but they're definitely not originally from here. And then we obviously have a lot of international influences, right? We've got Brazil, Peru, uh, we've got Sweden, Holland, Germany, England. They they really come from all over, and uh, it, it's great to see, right? It's it's a really good experience, and it's a big recruiting tool for me as well, being able to tell a Canadian kid, hey, you're you're playing with guys from 
from Germany, from from France, from England, on the girls' side, from Sweden, from Holland. That's excitement as well. It's not something that every college or team is able to do, and so it's it's a recruiting tool for us as well, right? Yeah. In that picture. He's the head coach of the soccer teams here with the Keanu College, the Keanu Huskies, Neil Slotboom. I uh, just want to ask you about the home opener coming up this weekend, but we'll get to that right when we come back. Just taking another break. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. Hello, good afternoon. I'm Sean Kreitz. I'm joined with Neil Slotboom. He is the head coach for the Keanu Huskies with the men's, the women's soccer and futsal teams. Home opener this weekend. I'm excited. What's happening? What can people expect if they come to, well, I guess, game day uh, coordinator right here. What can people expect when they come to a home opener or just a, a home game at Shell Place for Huskies uh, football? Well, definitely see me running around a lot. Um, <laughs> so if that's what you want to see, then then that's definitely one of them because I, I wear a lot of different hats on those days. But uh, no, you know what? I think our, our games in general, um, you know, it's a high level of play. Uh, I think a lot of people here and not just in Fort McMurray, but in Canada in general, I don't think people quite understand what, a, what being a student athlete is and, and the workload that these kids go through. Um, sure, they're almost all on scholarships, not on full scholarships by any means, but they get some some help for what they do. But reality is if they if they put the same amount of time into a job, they would make way more money than the scholarships that they earn. And so, you know, these kids are in school all day. You know, sometimes we train in the early mornings, like this morning we were on, you know, in Shell Plays at 5.30 a.m., you know, training. So we get training in before they start their full day of classes. We do nutrition sessions. We do video sessions. You know, when they are not in class, they're... 99% of the time doing something that has to do with our sport, but they're still expected to be good students as well. And so I think, you know, the appreciation of what they're able to do and balance and then the product that they put out on the field is, I think, something that a lot of people don't quite understand because being a student athlete at this level is still very new, not just in Fort McMurray, but in general. It was never really taking serious. It was really kind of just, uh, yeah, I'm playing for the school, but that's kind of it. But now it's really gotten to a point where we're trying to be as close to professional as mm -hmm. possible. And with there being some compensation for scholarships, that's how we ask players to act, right? You're getting compensated for what you are doing in your sport, so you have to be as professional as possible. So I think that understanding of it and then, you know, the quality of play that we have um, is, is something to me that is, uh, you know, you know, that's something that people have to come out and see. That's the only way you, you really get to know it. So um, we play against Grand Prairie. Uh, Grand Prairie is notorious for being quite rough. Um, you know, it's not always skilled, but it's definitely rough, and they're they're not simple games. Um, but I think from from our teams, both sides, we play a pretty exciting style, um, quite attacking and aggressive. So uh, I think people, even if you don't know the sport, great. I don't think you'll be you'll be sitting around being bored. And then you know, Shell Place is obviously a world class facility. There's there's nothing better. I bet you we're one of, if not the top facility in in the whole country when it comes to soccer. So. Um, you know, that alone is a big deal. Uh, we also have a little added bonus for our home opener weekend where everybody gets free popcorn. So you come in, there's some popcorn there for you. Uh, it's free entry, so there's no charge. Um, at the beginning of each game, we have uh, kids from, from minor soccer coming out and they're walking out with the teams. Um, you know, those kids are really excited when we, when we have those sign-up dates. They're full within a few days because, you know, our, our programs work with those kids throughout the whole winter. Um, so they know exactly who they are and they're really excited about walking with Coach Jacob or Coach Josh or uh, Coach Blanca, right? That's what they're really interested <laughs> in. So those are not hard to do. 
and uh, and we're trying to build a little bit of a show around it so every single time obviously when i wear my game day hat we're trying to push the envelope to really make it an experience so that the players obviously feel that as well that you know we're trying to really you know show their product product off and and showcase them to the community and for the community itself to have something else to go to that is a really high level sport because you know we have the barons we've got the monarchs and we we have the giants but then right now the really none of that is mm-hmm. going on so um, you know come watch some really high level soccer and and once our volleyball and basketball season start come watch some really high sports and you know some of these players have the potential to go pro so so you know really recognize the level that we play at and so saturday and sunday versus grand prairie uh saturday I believe starts at two and they're back to back. Yeah, so women at two, men at four, and then on Sunday it's women at twelve and a men at two. Right on. I, I don't think I'll be there Saturday, but I'll come check out Sunday because I absolutely love uh, to come support and check mm-hmm. it out. I wish you all the best. Anything else you want to uh, add that maybe we didn't cover here? No, it's been great. I mean, you know, if we can get as many people out there as possible and and cheer these guys on, it'd be great. And I think you know, it's it's something that we can really use to highlight the the community here. Uh, the facilities here, the people here, the location itself, you know, food college sports, we're all over the province. I know our teams are, are starting to get to a point where we might travel across the country as well. So I think it's something that collectively, if the community can get behind it, we can really showcase Fort McMurray as well. Right on. Thank you so much, Neil Slotboom. He's the game day coordinator, the head coach, men's, women's, soccer, futsal, literally does it all. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. That's all that we have for Fort McMurray Matters today. If you want to hear the rest of this interview, if you want to hear it all in full, or if you want to check out other interviews from Fort McMurray Matters, uh, you can always head on over to our website, mix1037fm.com. Hit on the Shows tab up there, the Music tab. You can scroll down to Podcasts. You can find it right there with a load of interviews. And then wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's the Apple, the Google, the Spotify, whatever it is, you can find a whole list of every episode there of Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz. Have a great day. We'll talk later. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.